As born again believers, we have access to the Holy Spirit to come upon us through the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And when that happens, we have received power. And the point of the power? To be witnesses for God to the world. Will that power include signs and wonders? Yes, of course. Is the signs and wonders the point? No. The demonstration is to lead people to Jesus. And we can expect signs and wonders to follow us when we are operating from the right motivation. We can expect them, but we should not chase the wonders and the signs only. That's not the point. The point is being a witness. Will that power include prophetic words and words of knowledge? Yes, of course. Is prophetic words and knowledge the point? No, it's to lead people to Jesus. Will that power include helping people realize how sinful they are and that they need to be right, made righteous through Jesus because there will be a day of judgment? Yes. Do you know that those conversations are awkward and difficult? Don't worry, you have received power to have those conversations. Hello and welcome to the Love Key Church podcast where we share our church's message of the week. My name is Heinz Winkler, and together with my wife, children, and our leadership team, we host Love Key Church here in Somerset West, online, and on this podcast. It is our mission to help you to encounter God, align with His purposes, reign in life, and help others to do the same. We trust that you will find this message empowering, encouraging, and inspiring. Please share it with your friends and family and write a review for us. And a huge thank you goes out to those who have already done so. May you be thoroughly blessed as you listen to this message. All right. We are busy with a series called Tethered, a relationship series. And today's message is called Receive. Our first one in the series was called Abide from John 15. Last week we did Believe from John 14. And today we are doing Receive. And you'll see that we'll spend most of our time in John 16. So God has been doing something interesting. Um, series scripture that we've been reading is this one, John 15 from verse 1. It says, I am the true vine. This is Jesus speaking. And my father, the vine dresser, every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. Amen. I want you, to, I want you all to be expectant today that there will be a significant encounter with the Holy Spirit. Sometimes we miss things because we are not intentional. And I want you to choose right now. This is very much what happens today is up to you. It's up to how you're going to position yourself to receive. And I know we're not starting with bad music and worship, but your spirit being can be in the presence of God like that by just focusing. All right? So I want to ask you to do that. <clears throat> so... Yeah, we're going to talk about receive today. But even now, as we're about to get into the message leading up to time of praise and worship, I want to invite you to purposely, purposely set your mind, your heart, and your spirit on the Holy Spirit and what He wants to communicate to you today. 
I'm convinced that most of us, and definitely most Christians in this nation and around the world, and, and I know this is a dangerous statement, but I, I, when I read the Bible and I see what happens in general, I do believe this is true, that we are not even scratching the surface of what the Holy Spirit wants to do and can do in our lives and through our lives. Anyone agree with that? All right, I'm glad, because I believe he wants to take us deeper and further into what that should look like. So I believe it will come clear through the scriptures we read today why I say this. Because there's so much more than what some people think on the one hand and on the other hand. We will see what Jesus said is possible through our relationship with Holy Spirit, and then we'll have a look at our own lives and the influence of the church on this world in general, and we will see there's a big gap. What Jesus says about the Holy Spirit and what the church is, what level they're operating in, in general. I'm speaking in general terms with the Holy Spirit. There seems to be a disconnect, and I want to talk about that today. And the thing that should give us a wake-up call today is the fact that we might have been seeing this like the average believer when we read these scriptures. We might be just looking at it in the average way, which is, wow, it's inspiring to read it. It's encouraging to hear. But deep down, you don't actually believe it. Because if you believed it, you would act on it, and you would see the fruit of it in your life. Amen? How many of you have read scriptures, and you do your devotional, or you read something, and you go, wow, that's amazing. Thank you, Jesus. And then you walk up, and do the exact opposite, or nothing, because that was just my going through the motions, which is what? A ritual, which is part of what? Tradition and culture. Today I'm trusting God that He will change this in us. So let us be open to unlearn any lies we may believe about the Holy Spirit, and let us be open to learn what the truth is. By what? The only standard that matters, the Word of God. So, I want us to pray specifically to ready our hearts for this. So let us pray together. Lord Jesus, right now we all choose in unity to lay down any religious, traditional, or limited human thinking. And we choose to be taught by you. We make ourselves available to hear from you, and whatever may be blocking us, whatever may be a veil, we ask that you remove it right now, and that we receive your truth in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay. We're going to start our scripture journey today in Acts 1, verse 4 to 8. <coughs> Here it is Jesus just before he ascends to heaven. What an amazing moment. Can you, can you imagine being one of those disciples? And they are assembled together, they're excited, and this is what happens. It says, and being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit, not many days from now. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? And he said to them, it is not for you to know 
times or seasons which the Father has put in his own authority. But, let me shift your focus. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Amen? Wow, that's amazing. Now, Jesus says, um, I want you to wait for the promise of the Father which you have heard from me. What is he referring to? He's referring to scriptures that we read the last two weeks. John 14, verse 16 to 17 and verse 26. Listen to this. And I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him but you know him he dwells with you and will be in you but the helper the holy spirit whom the father will send in my name he will teach you some things all things and bring to your remembrance some of the things that I said. No. All things that I said to you. John 15 verse 26. But when the helper comes whom I shall send to you from the Father. The spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father. He will testify of me. Notice the words helper and truth and spirit of truth and also bring into remembrance all that i said and testify of me i want you to notice those words jesus is taking time in these chapters in john to teach his disciples about the holy spirit and he repeats certain things which should make us sit upright and pay attention why would jesus repeat something amen because it's important he is telling them how important it is for him, Jesus, to return to the Father so that the Holy Spirit can come in order for all of these things to come to pass. We get the helper. We are taught the truth. Sorry, when we get the helper, we are taught the truth and reminded of Jesus' words. How many of you want to hear the truth, the, the real biblical truth? How many of you want to be reminded of what Jesus said in a moment where you really need it? How many of you want to know the words you need in a difficult situation in the hour you need it? It's all the Holy Spirit. Jesus will send the Holy Spirit from the Father and he will come upon them through a baptism experience. What did the disciples think of the word baptism? They knew that it meant a full immersion underwater because that's what the word means they saw john some of them saw john the baptist baptized jesus himself was baptized by john jesus refers to john they were in the jordan river when they baptized someone they put them all the way under the water and brought them up so when he says you will be baptized with the holy spirit what is he saying it's a full experience your whole being will be touched, filled, overwhelmed. That's what it is. 
He, will, he says they will come upon them, and when the Holy Spirit comes upon them, Jesus says they will receive what? Power. Power to do what? You should be asking. Thank you, Jesus. When the Spirit comes upon me, I will receive power. For what? And this receive power has a main reason, a main goal. Jesus says it straight after that. And you will be my witnesses. The power is to witness. Where? He says, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. In that context, it meant locally, regionally, nationally, and internationally. That's what he's giving us the power for. So when the Holy Spirit comes upon us, we receive power. We receive the helper who will lead us in truth and remind us of Jesus' teachings. And we have to believe that. We can't wonder about it. We can't doubt it. We can't read it and go, oh, that's nice, and move on with our lives like nothing changed. This Bible has been in our presence for 2,000 years. We've had access to the truth for a very long time. How many of the 84% of people who call themselves Christians in this nation live with the full knowledge of who the Holy Spirit is and what He makes them capable of doing? I think very few. We see in Acts 1 that when Jesus started talking about the Holy Spirit, it is almost like they're saying, yeah, yeah, that's great, but let us talk about what we want. Jesus is telling them something amazing, and they're going, yeah, that's nice, but Lord, will the Father restore the kingdom of Israel at this time? And what does Jesus say? It's not for you to know. It's almost like he's going, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> you're shifting your focus. Come back. Come back. It's not for you to know the times and the seasons that the Father put in place in his authority. But shifting the focus, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses. So what is he saying? He's saying, I'm sending you the helper. That's why I'm going. They're going, let's change the subject. Let's go from this gear to that gear and talk about what we want and what we need. Have you ever done that with God? He's speaking to you. He's sharing something with you. His word is speaking to you powerfully. You go, that's nice, but it's uncomfortable. <laughs> Can we get back to something about me and what I want, where I want to go? What about this person that irritates me? What about this difficult situation at work? Lord, can I, just, can I just help you to focus on the right thing, please? But we do that. What about my list of problems, Lord? I want to moan. Look at what the Romans are doing. These guys are saying, well, look at what the Romans are doing to the Jewish people. What were they doing? It was like they had blinkers on like a horse, just looking at where they are now. What was Jesus doing? Looking at eternity. Looking at the generations of disciples to come from these 12 broken, clueless guys. And that should also encourage us. Because Jesus chose them. 
And even though they didn't get it, they eventually did. Why? Because the Holy Spirit came upon them. Empowered them to do things they never thought they would do. And that's available to all of us. But what do we need to do? We need to listen to what Jesus is saying. Let's not interrupt him with our problems. Because you know what? When you do what he wants, the things that you thought were problems will just go away or be dealt with. Or you will realize, actually, that was not a problem in the first place. What, is Jesus preached, what, did, what did Jesus preach from the first moment he got baptized and started his ministry on earth? Repent. For the kingdom of? Kingdom of? Or the kingdom of God is at hand. Did he say the kingdom of Israel? After spending all this time with him, before he goes to heaven, they say, Lord, when is the Father going to restore the kingdom of Israel? I mean, can you imagine how Jesus must have gone, like, seriously? Let me go so that the helper can come and show you the truth. <laughs> so you'll get it. Amen? All right. So some of us may be struggling to see the way Jesus sees because we haven't actually received the Holy Spirit. And I'm hoping that that will change for us today. They needed to take their carnal, instant gratification eyes off of what they wanted and what their expectation of the king of the Jews was, which was to free them from the Romans, and put their focus back on things of the kingdom of heaven. Which is what? Jesus told them, be my witnesses. That's his focus. That's his agenda. Can you see the heart of Jesus here? His heart is for him to be made manifest to the world through his disciples with the power of the helper, the Holy Spirit, through truth and power. But wait, there's more. We started this series in John 15 with abide, as I said. Jesus is the vine, we are the branches. Then we heard the prequel, and I tried to get some Star Wars fans in the house, but there weren't any. There was one, sorry. May the fourth be with you. Then, so I tried to make a joke about it being a prequel, because we went from John 15 to John 14. No one got it except me and him. And... Uh, and now we are jumping ahead. So today, good news, is a sequel, not a prequel, because we're jumping into John 16. <laughs> All right, so John 16 from verse 5, excuse me. It says, but now, this is Jesus speaking, but now I go away to him who sent me, and none of you asks me, where are you going? But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go, that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. 
of sin because they didn't, do not believe in me, of righteousness because I go to my Father and you see me no more, of judgment because the ruler of this world is judged. And then he says something so real. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them right now. However, when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. He's repeating again what he said in John 14 and John 15. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. Who else did that? Jesus, while on earth, only spoke what the Father spoke. And he did tell you things to come. Sorry, and he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me, for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said that he will take of mine and declare it to you. Can you see the beautiful relationship between the Trinity? God is a relational God. Why are we doing a relationship series? Because that's, that's life. It's relationships. And the author of life shows us this beautiful intimacy between the Godhead. Can you see that? We see here too that the disciples are focused on the wrong thing again. Not asking the right question and wanting Jesus to stay, not realizing it's to their benefit that Jesus goes and the Holy Spirit comes. Once again, short-sighted. Don't go, Jesus. What are we going to do without you? I have to go. If I don't go, the helper won't come. It is better for you when the helper comes. How many of you have been in a situation where you're like, God, I need this to happen this way now. And Jesus is like, there's another way. There's my way. Lord, but your way doesn't make any sense. <laughs> and Jesus is like, to you? <laughs> My ways are higher than your ways. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts, says the Lord in Isaiah 55. But you can see how Jesus, I think Jesus had so much patience with his disciples. Because I mean, it, you know, I, I love the dynamic here. Jesus tells them that if he doesn't go, the Holy Spirit won't come. Jesus going to the Father does what? Unlocks the sending of the Holy Spirit to the disciples. It unlocks it. He has to go. And that's important to note. Jesus sends the Holy Spirit to his followers, not to the world. Remember last week how Jesus answered Judas' question about why does Jesus only make himself manifest to his disciples and not the world? Do you remember that question? Okay, Judas asked the question. In last week, see, this is why you need to subscribe to the podcast. <coughs> Judas asked Jesus, why are you only making yourself manifest to us and not the world? And then Jesus says something that seems like he's not answering his question. He says to him, if you love me and you keep my commandments, my father will love you. And I and my father will come and make our home in you. And you will be my witnesses. So what is Jesus saying? I'm making myself manifest to you. I'm sending my Holy Spirit to you, not the world. Why? Because you are going to the world. That's your job. That's your part in this relationship. He's giving us everything we need to change the world. 
But are we taking it? Do we get it? And that is what he is saying here again in chapter 16. The helper comes to help us to do what we've been called to do. That is, it. That is his focus. That is his, um, his mission. Now listen, it says the following as, about the Holy Spirit as well. It says the Holy Spirit will come to convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Then Jesus says why and what that means. And I've, I've done a study on this and there's differing opinions. And a lot of scholars are like, they don't seem actually sure what Jesus means when he says these things. So I'm not going to jump into that into much detail. But what I'm getting from this, once again, is that we will receive the Holy Spirit and power when he comes upon us. And through us, by being in people's lives, by saying what we need to say when the Holy Spirit leads us, by loving on people, by being the difference in this world, what will happen? The world will be convicted of sin. The world will be convicted of, hey man, there's righteous and there's unrighteous. And the world will be convicted that there's a judgment day where they will stand before a living God and have to show their lives. And they will be judged. So, once again, I believe that's something that happens through his followers. Then after that, Jesus says he still has much to share, but they can't handle it. And then he says, the Holy Spirit will guide you in all truth. So here's the points we get from that. He will guide you in all truth. He will tell you things to come. What is another word for that? <laughs> Prophesy. The Holy Spirit will show us what will happen. If he shows us what will happen and we share that with the world, what are we doing? Prophesying. And it's, Jesus says he will glorify Jesus. So how do you know that the spirit by which someone is speaking or operating is in line with the word of God? It will always glorify Jesus. If someone is not glorifying Jesus as the Son of God, as the one who did everything that needed to be done, as fully God and fully man, who did the finished work on the cross and through whom we have access to the Father and through whom we have everlasting life. If they don't say that, they are not operating by the Holy Spirit. That is how you can know the false teachers from the real teachers. And he says something beautiful. He will take of what is mine and declare it to you. And then he says, what is mine is what is the Father's. And he will share it with you. So we, through the Holy Spirit, get access to what is the Father's, what is Jesus, and then he shares it with us. What is that? <laughs> I think the possibilities are endless. Try and summarize the points from these scriptures we've read to help us just to bring all these points together. And I do have them on the screen. So, firstly, it says you shall receive power and be witnesses. Would you agree? All right. Jesus will send the helper from the Father. Where does the Holy Spirit come from? The Father. Thirdly, He is the Spirit of truth and He will guide us in truth. That's what we get from these scriptures. We also see that the world cannot receive Him. 
He will teach us all things. He will bring into remembrance all Jesus' words. The Holy Spirit comes from the Father and will testify of Jesus. He will convict the world of sin, righteousness, and judgment through us, his believers, his followers. He will tell us of things to come. He will glorify Jesus. And lastly, he will take of what is of Jesus and declare it to us. As born-again believers, we have access to the Holy Spirit to come upon us through the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And when that happens, we have received power. And the point of the power? To be witnesses for God to the world. Will that power include signs and wonders? Yes, of course. Is the signs and wonders the point? No. The demonstration is to lead people to Jesus. And we can expect signs and wonders to follow us when we are operating from the right motivation. We can expect them. But we should not chase the wonders and the signs only. That's not the point. The point is being a witness. Will that power include prophetic words and words of knowledge? Yes, of course. Is prophetic words and knowledge the point? No. It's to lead people to Jesus. Will that power include helping people realize how sinful they are and that they need to be right, made righteous through Jesus because there will be a day of judgment? Yes. Do you know that those conversations are awkward and difficult? Don't worry. You have received power to have those conversations. But do you believe it? So you see, it's much easier to go to just another conference where you hope to fall on the floor and roll around laughing. But nothing changes in your personal life. Guys, don't get me wrong. We, had a, we saw in this church, we had a, a, a time in God's presence that was so powerful, people were falling. But it was real. I'm saying, watch out for the fake ones. And don't chase the experience. Chase Jesus. Chase the Holy Spirit. That will come. But that cannot be the point. Amen? Does the power include experiences that are emotional? Do they include the falling down? Do they include seeing things in the spirit? Or even things in the physical? Yes, of course. We serve a holy, a holy supernatural God. And we can never limit the Holy Spirit. We can never limit how He wants to do something and when He wants to do it. But, once again, we cannot and should not chase the experience. We should be chasing the Holy Spirit and being one with Him. The point of the Helper is in, in us is to reach others for the kingdom of God. The point of signs and wonders is for unbelievers to see the power of God and to get them to believe, to repent and to be born again. This focus can never be lost. It remains the main focus. So, with all this in mind, let us focus on the Father, the Son, and especially the Holy Spirit today. Let us expect Him to baptize all of us in the Holy Spirit today. Let us expect to be convicted where needed, to receive power where needed, 
to, to see the truth, to get healing, to be set free as he leads us into a more effective, to be more effective witnesses for the kingdom of God. Are you ready? Okay, we're going to worship now and we're going to respond to these scriptures. And I want you to, oh, let me just help you. Okay. I want you to, as we've been doing this, just go through these scriptures in your mind, in your spirit and go, okay. And if there's anything that you feel like I need to, I need to go, Lord, I'm sorry. I've neglected the Holy Spirit. I've made him less than. Or, yeah, I've been chasing the emotions. I've been chasing the wrong things. Help me to set my mind right. Help me to set my spirit right. Will you do that? Okay, we're going to read a scripture together. It's John 4 from verse 23 to 24. This is where Jesus is speaking to the woman at the well. And they have this great conversation. And she speaks to him about worship. And he says to her, But the hour is coming, and now is, when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship Him. God is spirit. And those who worship Him must worship in spirit and in truth are you ready to worship in spirit and in truth all right let us stand together and be expectant i want us to take a moment and believe believe what jesus has spoken about who holy spirit is and why he sent him i know i've said it a few times but this word has been read many times over. And, and, and I believe today is a moment where Holy Spirit wants us to get it. He wants us to get it and take it and change the world. How do we change the world? We start in our home, with our family, at our workplace, the people that we see every day. We expect His power to flow through us as we speak, as we engage, as we work with people, as we do projects, as we plan. He is there and He's empowering you. He will give you the words of Jesus. He will cause you to remember the words of Jesus. He will give you wisdom. He will give you words of knowledge. He will give you words of prophecy. When you are at the, at the shop buying something, the Holy Spirit will prompt you to say something to the lady behind the counter. You may be uncomfortable. Your flesh may scream against it. But know today, the Holy Spirit will empower you to come over that uncomfortability and speak the truth. And a life can be changed. Jesus will be made manifest to that person. And when you are when God can trust you with that, with a lady behind a counter, He will trust you with a school. He will trust you with a town. He will trust you with a city. Because it's His power in us. Amen. Lord, Lord Jesus, we receive this truth. We receive it. And by faith, 
by faith we say yes yes we will when the Holy Spirit comes upon us and he has we will have power to witness to our local people our regional people our national people and international people and Lord I thank you that even in this moment this little church from Somerset West is ministering around the world through the technology you've given us but Lord we each want to be effective in, in what you've given us and where you've placed us we want to multiply the gifts on our lives we want to bring heaven to earth every day help us to do that help us Holy Spirit you are the helper who gives us the power and we say yes today we say yes to you in Jesus mighty name we pray and everyone says amen glory to God hallelujah thank you Jesus I want you to turn to someone and say you host the Holy Ghost and you're a world changer amen all right happy Mother's Day have a great Mother's Day and a great rest of your Sunday we love you we'll see you next week remember the men's conference next weekend remember um, the marriage conference seminar on the 28th of May we love you have a great day bye thank you so much for listening to the Love Key Church podcast message of the week I trust that you had a life changing encounter with God that will help you to align with His purposes so that you can be one step closer to reigning in life and may you be inspired to share this with others Have a great week and remember to listen again next week or you can catch us live online or come visit us in person. May God bless you and keep you. Make His face shine upon you and be gracious to you and your loved ones. God bless you. Bye-bye.